Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. Today we are studying Isaiah 37, the 37th chapter of Yeshayahu. This continues the narrative section, these several chapters that are a narrative of the story that occurred when the Assyrians laid siege to Jerusalem, to Yerushalayim. We had just studied in chapter 36 how uh, Rav Shakeh, the uh, Jewish turncoat, who um, who went over to the side of the Assyrians and led the Assyrian army, and the speech he gave to demoralize the Jewish people and convince them to surrender. The, um, the chapter now. The last chapter ended when the three uh, messengers of Chizkiyahu, of the king Hezekiah, went back to the king and um, delivered the message that uh, that the Sancherev, uh, that the king of the Assyrians, wanted to deliver to the people. And the gist of the message was, who do you think you are to defy the Assyrian king with powerful armies, armies are way more powerful than yours. You don't have anywhere near the um, military might to deflect this war um, and to and to uh, win. And uh, who do you think you're relying on? If you think you're relying on the Egyptians, they're never going to come and help you. They're unreliable allies. If you think you're relying on God, well, who's God? The gods of all the other countries around didn't help those countries when we conquered them. Why do you think your God will help you um, when we come to conquer you? Now, here we have a what's really a huge philosophical difference between the Jews and Judah and their belief in the God of Israel and the <coughs> Rav Shakeh representing the Assyrians and their understanding of what God is. Chizkiyahu and Yeshayahu represented the idea of God, the creator of the world, who is the only God, the one God, the true God, who actually has the power and ability to control events and to bring about salvation and even and give the people the strength to fight even if they don't win, which is crucial too. In other words, if you believe in the cause, then you're going to fight regardless. However, the, um, the understanding of the Assyrians were of many gods, some more powerful than others, and in order to gain favor of those powerful gods, you would need to appease them somehow with sacrifices or whatever the service would be. So you have this, this uh, huge difference in understanding of what God is. And Chizkiyahu, Hezekiah, the king of, of Judah, is relying on the true God, the one who actually has the power to, to um, change the course of events. So when the king Hezekiah, and I'm doing verse 1 now, heard this news of the speech that Rav Shakeh gave and the siege that's being laid upon Jerusalem, and he tore his clothing, and he covered in sackcloth, and he came to the house of God. This is the idea of repentance, the idea that God wants something from us, not sacrifices, but what God wants from us is, is repentance. God wants us to, uh, the idea of fasting and sackcloth is demonstrating that I understand God wants me to be better. 
and he sent Eliakim, who was in charge of the um, of the temple, Beit Shevna Hasofer and Shevna the scribe, Beit Zikne Hakonim and the elders of the priests, Mit Kasim Basakim. He instructed them also to go covered in sackcloth and mourning, uh, also to set a mood of repentance. And he sent them as messengers while he went to the temple to pray. He sent them as messengers, El Yishayahu ben Amot Sanavi, to Isaiah, the son of Amot, the prophet, the one who this book is about. Vayomru Elav. And they said to Isaiah, they said to Yishayahu, Ko Omar Chizkiyahu, this is Hezekiah, this is Chizkiyahu's message. Yom Tzorav Tochecha Uneotzo Hayom Azeh. This is a day of suffering and it is a day of rebuke. And it is a day of lowliness or embarrassment or, or disgrace of the Jewish people. That uh, the children have come, the people have come all the way to the, the birthing stool, but they don't have the strength to give birth. The image of a woman in difficult, difficult labor that lasts a long, long time, who's completely sapped of strength, and the baby's about to come out, but she just doesn't have that last bit of strength to push the baby out. And this is Achizkiyahu has been preparing for this battle for years. He dug waterworks, reinforced the walls, and we've studied this, we've mentioned this earlier, that took down houses and reinforced the walls and thickened them and raised them in height and, and built siege works and prepared with weapons and so on. But now here we are and all is about to be lost anyway. Maybe God, your God, and they said this to Yeshayahu. Maybe he heard the words of Rav Shakeh, that that turncoat. Asher that the king of Assyria sent him. Adonav, his master, the king of Assyria, his master sent him to blaspheme the living God. And he, and he, um. Will um, he will uh, mete out judgment due to the words that Hashem, your God, has heard these blasphemous words? And maybe you can you can pray for the remainder of the people that found here in the city. Remember that the countryside and many cities and the, all the city, major cities of Judah have already fallen in the hands of Sancherim. There's already been much, much death in Judah. This is the remainder. <coughs> Maybe you can pray. And the servants of the king, Chizkiyahu, came to Yishayahu. And they relayed this message. And Isaiah answered as follows. <clears throat> this is what you should say to your master, the king. So says God, do not be afraid because of those words that you have heard. That the, um, the uh, kids, the the youths, those kids that are that are serving the king of Assyria, said against me. In other words, he just like belittled them, he, like a joke. He he waved away his hand, like with the back flip of his hand. He, Isaiah Yeshayahu said, "Don't worry about those kids; they're nothing." And in he no sin bo ruach, I am going to um, 
cause a spirit within him, in other words, within Rav Shakeh and the leaders of the Assyrian army, I'm going to cause them to change their spirit. So he's going to hear some news and he's going to turn around and go back to his land. And he's going to end up dying at war in his land. And Rav Shakeh, meanwhile, heard that the king himself, who had been um, um, was that he was attacking the town of Livna, another town in the Judean countryside, because he heard that he finished conquering the town of Lachish. And they also heard the news that Tirhaka, the king of 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 Kush, often translated as Ethiopia, probably the kingdom the kingdom actually was in uh, northern what's today Sudan, that he was coming north. That he heard the news that Tirhaka, the king of Kush, was on his way to fight with Assyria. And he heard and he sent kings to Chizkiyo saying as follows. In other words, he's thinking, you might think that um, that the king of, of Ethiopia or Kush or, is going to come and save you. This is what you should say. Don't let your God convince you that God that you have faith in him to say that Jerusalem will not be given over to the hand of the Assyrians. Have you have bold have you have already heard the kings of Assyria what they have done over the years to all of the lands to destroy them? And you think you'll be saved? Do you think that the nations that my predecessors, this is the in the words of the king of Ashk Syria, Sancher of himself, that me and my predecessors destroyed did they, their God save them at Gozan, at Haran, Beretzef, Uvneeden, Asher, Biltilasor, and all those other places? Ayim Melech Hamat, where is the king of Hamat? Umelech Arpad, Umelech Lair Sifarfoyim, Heinav, Ivah. These are all towns that were conquered by the Assyrian kings over the years. Where were their gods? Where are those kings now? Don't think you'll be saved. And Chizkiyahu read the books, he read the messages upon which these, uh, the scrolls upon which these messages were written from the king of Assyria, by Yikra'eu, and he read them by Yal Beit Adonai, and he went up to the house of God, to the temple, by Yifriseu Chizkiyahu Lifnei Adonai, and he spread out the scrolls in front of God at the temple. By Yitzpalel Chizkiyahu Adonai Limor, and Chizkiyahu prayed to God as follows, and this was his prayer. <laughs> I would like to make note before I even read his prayer that within his prayer you'll find that it seems like Chizkiyahu very much got and understood the philosophy, the ideas of Judaism in terms of who God is and how... But on the other hand, it doesn't seem like he got the message of Yeshayahu when it comes to issues of tzedakah, omishpah, justice and righteousness. I'm not trying to say that Chizkiyahu was not just and righteous, but I am trying to say that he doesn't seem to un- get the same message that Yeshayahu was trying to give, which was 
that what God demands from us is behavior of justice and righteousness. Chizkiyahu understood the difference between our God and the gods of the other peoples. But somehow, this major part of Yeshayahu's message does not, does not seem to get, make its way into Chizkiyahu's words and tefillah and his prayers. And the, the ultimate, and we'll see in this chapter and the next few chapters, that although Chizkiyahu was, in this particular incident, a very successful and very just and righteous king and deservedly considered righteous, but there was a flaw. And Yeshayahu, by writing this chapter, is, seems to be highlighting that flaw. And that flaw ultimately seems to have led to his failure in being the Redeemer and becoming the one that really ended up redeeming Israel and Judah. And in the end, after Chizkiyahu's time, things devolved, the situation got worse until ultimately years later, the destruction of the temple. We'll see that later. I want to play that out now, just so that you can see how this develops. And here's Chizkiyahu's prayer. Adonai Tzvahot, God of hosts, Elohei Israel, God of Israel, Yoshev Akruvim, he who rests among the cherubs over the, the holy ark. Atahu Elohim you are the only God. It's over all the kingdoms. It's not like this king has this god and this king has that god like the Assyrians think, think, but rather you're the one over everyone, whether they know it or not. You are the creator of heavens and earth. You are not like the other gods, each one with his own little place that he has as his influence. God, please turn your ear and listen. Open your eyes and see see what's happening. And listen. All the words of Sancherev who has sent these messages to blaspheme the only living God, the only one that's real. It's true that the kings of Assyria have destroyed all of these other lands and all of these other nations. It's true that they destroyed and burnt their gods and their idols. Because they weren't even gods, they were nothing. They are just the creations and works of men's hands made out of stone statues or wooden statues. So of course, they destroyed them. But you, our God, please save us from his hand. And save us so that everyone will know and understand what it is that we were fighting for. This idea that there is one God who is the creator of all. Right? This way, if you save us, everyone will know. Isaiah said, sent a message to Chizkiyahu saying, Ko Amar Adonai Israel, I have received a message from God, Asher that you have prayed to me al Sancher Melech Ashur regarding Sancher the king of Ashur this is the word that God has spoken regarding Sancher the, the beautiful young girl of Zion the daughter of Zion she has stepped upon you she has made fun of you she shakes her head at you, the daughter of Jerusalem, the beautiful daughter of Jerusalem. Et mi vigidafta. Who is it that you have blasphemed and made fun of? Bial mi harimosa kol. And who have you raised your voice against? 
and you raised your eyes in a haughty way against the holy God of Israel. It was through your servants, Rav Shokei, primarily, that you have blasphemed against God. And you say, because I have so many chariots, I am going to go up. I am going to climb the highest mountains. I am going to cut down the cedars. Remember, on several occasions we mentioned how the strength of Assyria lied in its control of the great forests of Lebanon and how it abused and chopped down the trees of Lebanon in order to build these chariots. So I chopped down the beautiful trees of Lebanon in order to build this army. And I have reached the highest peak of the mountains, the densest forests on the top of the mountains. It is I who have dug and I drank water. And I will dry up with my feet all of the streams of Egypt. Remember, this was his ultimate goal, was to conquer the the, the power, other powerful nation of Egypt. Have you not heard? I have done that a long time ago. You think you are able to conquer and dry up Egypt? Me, God, a long time ago, I already conquered Egypt. Read the book of Exodus and you'll know I have already done it to the Egyptians. In fact, before that, I was the one that created Egypt. Now it has come to it has happened. Now it has come to pass that 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 there are um, towns that are destroyed and fortified towns which are piles of rubble. And those that live in those hands, in those towns, are helpless. They are embarrassed and ashamed. The grasses of the field and the green grasses and things, Chatsir Gagos, and the grass that grew upon the rooftops, Ushtemal Ifne Kama. And I know everything God says to, to, to the Assyrians. I know when you sit, I know when you leave, I know when you come, I know when you go. The eight Hitra Gezcha Allah Eloi. And now, and I also know how you have raged against me, how you have been angry against me, God. Ya'an hitra gezcha because you are now blaspheming against me. And your scream against me, your rebelliousness against me has come to my ears. I will place my, my, my hook in your nose. And I am going to put my my bit like you put in a horse in your lips and I God says I am going to control you I'm going to pull you back to Assyria on the same road that you came here and this is going to be the sign this year you're going to eat the the things that grow on their own not the result of farming the wild stuff and the year after that um you're going to eat what goes from that. This is what um, uh, uh, God says to the, the Jewish people. He, he turns to them and says, the people of Judah, that 
that this is a sign. I'm telling you now, this year you're not going to have a lot because he destroyed all those fields. But next year you're going to have what grows, the year after what grows from that, and after that you're going to have enough to be able to plant and prepare and eat the bounty. And the survivors of, of the house of Judah will... Um, will come back, Hanishara, those that are rest, remain Shoresh, Lamata, those they, their roots will grow down, we also free Lamala, and their fruits will grow above the ground. Kimirushalaim because from Yerushalayim the remainder will go out and repopulate the entire Judah. The remnants will come from the Mount Zion, which will remain and which will last. The reason why God says I'm going to do this is because I am angry at Sancheirev and at his blasphemy. And he continues, This is God's message to the king of Ashur, of Assyria. You will not come into this city. You won't even get to manage to shoot one arrow into this city. You won't bring your shields into the city when you march towards it. And you will not pile a, a, a siege ramp in order to conquer it. The same one that you came here, on that same route you're going to return. Says God, you will not come to this city. And I will protect the city to save it. Because of me, and because of David, my servant. Remember, God emphasizes over and over again that he's doing it for his own honor. He's doing it for his own honor. He's doing it because Sancherov blasphemed against God. He never said that he's doing it because of the righteousness of the Jewish people. And it's important for us to remember that Chizkiyahu didn't mention justice and righteousness in his prayers. He prayed to God based on the idea of God, the philosophy of God, but he left out that very important piece and, and, there, and in God's speech, the given through the words of the prophet, God pointed out, I'm not saving you because you are just and righteous. I'm saving you because of Sancheirev's blasphemy against me. I'm just doing it for my honor, for the honor of God. Remember that point as we continue to study the remaining chapters that talk about this narrative and this story. Thank you so much for listening to Isaiah 37. Looking forward to studying chapter 38 together as well.